0: Ready to rise through the ranks of the online marketing hierarchy? Take some notes from the original royals of revenue, the internet traffic kings.
1: We're about to open up a treasure chest of knowledge from the best of the best. With your hosts, Kevin the Father D. Vincenzi, the original Big Faboon,
0: John Fondy, and the ultimate compliance conciliary, Attorney
2: Bennett Kelly.
0: In 3, 2, 1... Once again, hello everybody. Welcome to episode number 12 of Internet Traffic Kings. I can't believe that we, we've got this many in so far. It's been doing great. I'm broadcasting from the campus of UNLV here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Starting to th- see things opening up just a little bit here as uh, as uh, casinos are back open again in a limited basis as well. getting to get some visitors that are coming in. And I think we're just dealing with things from day to day. And that's the great thing about this show. Is that we're bringing experts on, and uh, these these experts are phenomenal in the industry, and it's a wide array of different topics that we have. I want to remind you that this is a non ad supported show, so uh, which means is you're going to get thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of information from our experts here, and uh, there's a little bit of a catch. Uh, we want you to give us a five star rating uh, on uh, the uh, the Apple Podcast. I want you to go to our website, Internet Traffic Kings as well as check us out on our Facebook page and Internet Traffic Kings on our YouTube channel. And uh, we're getting lots of hits from there, but uh, today we're kind of dealing with it. We've got a great guest on the show here. Typically, we have uh, Bennett Kelly, the big dog, uh, our internet attorney from InternetLawCenter.net, is normally with us. He's working on some substantial cases right now, with everything starting to open up a little bit. So uh, we decided to give him a little time to get those cases started, and so he'll be back in the following week. And things kind of clear out a little bit and stuff like that. But hey, there's a, there's our entry. You kind of know what this show is all about. Uh, make sure that you you contact us. And if you'd like us to talk about any particular item, uh, talk about a topic or something, just let us know. And uh, and uh, uh, our executive producer, Kevin DiVincenzi, will uh, basically handle that. So it gives me great pleasure, without further ado, to welcome the king, the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi. Hey, Kev.
1: Hey, John. How are you?
0: Good background, a little different than normal. You're in your uh, in one of your other homes in uh, in Las Vegas, and uh, and uh, then for our next show, you'll be back at your your Malibu uh, beachside property, and uh, we'll get the, the internet traffic king's uh, background and stuff like that. So, hey, with or without a background, it's still good to see you, man.
1: Yeah, you know, I haven't been at this home in a little while, right? With COVID and everything, and uh, it seems like uh, these ducks took over my backyard. So literally, I've got all these ducks. And I, this house is on a lake. Literally in the backyard, swimming in the pool and laying eggs back there. So it's uh, yeah, it's some scene.
0: Oh, well, so you're gonna so you're gonna have a lot of
1: baby ducks. Then as baby well. ducks swimming around the pool, yeah. But and they, so
0: yeah, and that's not such a bad thing, except you gotta clean that pool. Well, <laughs> uh,
1: I, I have a power power washer coming this afternoon because they also yeah they they left me a lot of surprises up and down the the it's true.
0: And so yeah, that's what happened. They figure, hey, this is nobody's coming here for a while, so let's go for that. Um, gosh, some some interesting stuff that's been going on over the last couple of weeks, and and I think I think adaptability is is the word that we're looking for. And uh, and right. in spite of everything that is going on, you know, we focus so much—not we, but but many of our our media focuses on so many of the bad things that are going on and we don't get a lot of emphasis on, there's some really great things that are going on, some great people that are out there, you know, from the first responders and the frontline people and, and looks like, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and, and it's not a train coming out of this. It's really, it's really positive information. And, and we're seeing a lot of that through the guests we have on this show as well that, that they're, they're doing stuff. But I'm finding a lot of our guests, Kevin, you be being one as well, that are really offering a significant amount of of help to people that want that want to pivot and they want to turn, want to reinvent themselves.
1: Right. Yeah, John. I mean, every pretty much every episode I offer if somebody needs to pivot their business, <clears throat> I normally charge a thousand dollars an hour to consult, being I've got 24 years in this space and I can, you know, navigate you away from a lot of the pitfalls that you'll run into normally i'm doing it for free right now just if somebody needs help in their business with an existing business and they need to know how to pivot in this time i can probably lead them in the right direction well and you know even at startups i have an idea because my time is limited um it's more for an established business that said you know i was doing great up until now kev but now i'm stuck what do i do how do i adapt i can help them adapt for this this new world 2.0
0: well, yeah, and uh, the great thing about us, people don't realize that when you when you hire a consultant, uh, they don't realize they look, they look too much at what the cost of that consultant is and not about how much money they're going to save and how quickly they're going to expand their business to where that that consulting fee really becomes negligible if you get to the market uh, at a fast pace. Whereas if you do it yourself and you and you make mistakes, mistakes cost money. Time costs money. And, uh,
1: cost. Absolutely, A lot of people don't look at that. They'll be like, "Oh, the, you know, I don't want to put ten thousand into into this." But if they actually look at, <clears throat> say, it's a campaign, how a campaign is poorly underperforming, and if I can lift that campaign by call it twenty percent, the ten thousand dollars they paid me is going to pay them back in less than a month. You know, I do the same thing when I do consulting for uh, some of my paper call clients. You know, I said, look, it's it's basically it's like it's a dollar a call that you're paying me essentially when you break it down. So it's literally for a dollar a call more, you're getting all this value added service um, as, as opposed to not. You're getting the volume you need, you're getting the transparency you need, the compliance, et cetera. Um, so, you know, but some people just look at it as a, as a dollar amount as opposed to where, you know, and that's why some or many companies can't take that that leap digital and be very successful because they don't understand where they should be investing their money.
0: And so you just take something that as, as simple as a website, you know, understanding that that is your silent salesman, if you will. That website is working 24 hours a day. They never ask for a raise. They never complain. And if it's done right, you've always got somebody out there that's, uh, that on a moment's notice can, uh, can, can buy your product. And you can get them from website to product sales and, and drive people
1: through their front door as well. If you deliver the right message, and that's one of the challenges, John, is if you have a retail store, you know aesthetically what that looks like. So you know, I wanna you know, put a big open sign on there and I wanna put a for sale, you know, uh, sale 70% off sign in the other window. And I wanna put this mannequin over here and you're able to do that. People in there, a lot of times with websites don't understand the consumer experience or even think about, well, when somebody comes to my site, what do they see? Like when somebody walks up to your store and how am I going to engage that person? I don't have a physical salesperson to say, hi, I'm John. Nice to meet you. What are you looking for? So how do I do that? How do I bridge that gap and make them feel very welcome and also guide them down the path that I want to guide them down, whether it's a sale, a lead, whatever it may be, or to pick up the phone and make a phone call. Um, so that that's that's vital. And a lot of people just overlook that. I've, I, And that's the first thing when I get a, a client, especially from our performance-based advertising Portion. The first thing is, let me see your website. You know, Kevin, I have this great widget. That's wonderful. Let me see what the website looks like. Because that's the first thing to tell me if they've even taken the proper approach and if I can be helpful to them as far as scaling a campaign. Because if not, then it goes back to our last show with Evan Weber on. There's a multitude of things they have to do first before you can even take them as a client for you know achieving sales leads or what have you.
0: Well, yeah. In fact, uh, on his uh, on on Evan's website, he lists those. Uh, those things that that are basically on there, and one of the things that you can suggest is is you can offer up thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of free information out there that people, many people, wouldn't even know about. So, right. uh, because you've been in the business long enough, you've watched the business change, and you figured out a way to change with it and and adjust and and do more of the things that are working and less of the things that aren't working. And, and that in itself right there is getting from zero to 60 as quick as you possibly can. And uh, in this particular case, driving an electric car. <laughs> yep. And so, but uh, uh, kind of moving through things, uh, you're, you, you mentioned in the past that uh, that the numbers are changing, that, uh, that traffic prices have actually been even more cost effective. And now what are you seeing in that space?
1: Yeah, traffic prices have come down. You know, call it thirty percent across the board. Um, the The only major difference is the shift in advertising, where you know I mentioned this in the last podcast: provide more value, provide more content instead of asking for a sale. People aren't looking right now to to buy high ticket items. And as far as an influencer or somebody, you know, again, I'll go back to an Evan Weber, Neil Patel, Ryan Dice. You know, any of the big names out there what are they doing? They're providing free content right now. And they're saying, look, in this time, I'm going to help you as best I can. And then eventually down the line, you might consider me, but that's not what I'm doing it for. I'm just trying to provide value. And if you do that and you provide value in your offer, then you you stand a chance to still do well in this market. So what I'm saying is, even with traffic prices down, you still have to look at what value proposition you're doing right now and adjust for that. So not you know, high ticket Rolexes or, you know, things that may have done really well. I mean, uh, clothing sales, uh, clothing apparel was down 80% last month, 80%. So imagine we we have some properties, we have a flip-flop site, we have a tie-dye site, we have a bunch of different little e-commerce businesses. All of them are doing horrendous right now. So we're not even investing any money or any time in them because there's nothing there that people are looking for, you know? Um, whereas people are looking for services, people are looking to learn, people are looking to, you know, for, for different things, um, just adjust with the market, adapt or die, right?
0: Well, yeah. And I think, I think that's true. You mentioned on the last show that a lot of businesses are closing up and many of those businesses are not going to come back. And on the other side, the, uh, the brick and mortar businesses are basically going more and more to an online presence.
1: And, uh, you know, they, they, they have to John. Um, a lot of the established ones never really thought they needed online. Uh, never thought they need to change the business. I mean, my, my brother manages a very prestigious restaurant in New Jersey. Um, you know, very old school type of restaurant with a very, you know, with an older clientele. Um, and, you know after covid they're now only open on weekends only doing takeout which they would have never thought to do takeout before and the adjustment you make and now they're on the food delivery apps and all these different things and you know if if you ask the the gentleman that owns that that establishment he's owned it for 40 40 or 50 years if he ever thought he would go digital he would have never thought about that but now he is yeah but you have to and even more so now
0: uh more people in that age range of that clientele, if you will, they're getting more comfortable with the internet. They're getting more comfortable with internet purchases and stuff as well. And and so uh, all of this uh, this virus that took place has really changed a lot of people's lives. And I gotta I gotta say, somewhat for the the better. Imagine uh, the 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 rents that you pay in New York and uh, yeah. how people are going to be able to downsize some of those brick and mortar offices and buildings and stuff like that by having 50% of their staff working at home. Yeah,
1: I, I think what's going to happen is, you know, a lot of the bigger companies, uh, Oracle is, is a notable one. I've already told all their employees they'll, they'll be teleworking at least through the end of the year. And I think what will happen is when they're looking back at, uh, at this year and they look at their productivity, if they see an increase in their productivity, they may consider not having an office, you know, just going virtual um because we've all been forced to do this now and i got to tell you i mean you know i've been doing it for as long as i can remember but for a lot of people this is new and once they get over the oh yeah i'm home i can watch tv and eat popcorn all day and they realize they still need a work environment they need to be able to work um it's a lot more effective and i'm sure they're seeing increased productivity hours as well because now it's blended now i'm not saying that's good or bad but i'm saying now it's blended i mean you know me john i'm taking phone calls at 11 o'clock at night right my international clients like, because my business is 24 seven. Um, I think even from an employee standpoint, you're going to see a be- better output from your employees because they're not handcuffed with having to travel to work, having to travel back home. Oh, I just got home. I haven't been home all day. I want to spend time with my kids or whatever. It kind of blends, right? So it, it, uh, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I said it before. I definitely wouldn't want to hold any commercial real estate right now.
0: You're absolutely right. And, and own any, any, any commercial real estate in Las Vegas, of course. Yeah, or, any,
1: or anywhere. So, um...
2: Not making as much money as you want on the net. The Internet Traffic Kings are by far your best bet. 24 years at
1: the top of the game. Spotify and iTunes, look for them by name. New episodes every Thursday. The Internet Traffic Kings.
0: So now we're going to kind of move on. We've got a really great guest. We've known him for a long time. He's been a great contributor to our industry as well. We've got him in our, our plush um, uh, uh, break room, our green room where it's uh, fully stocked. And uh, you can see he's got a smile on his face. So he's been hitting the tequila as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome from Blitzmetrics, our special guest star, Dennis Yu. Dennis, good to see you again.
2: Good, yes. good to see you again and again.
0: Yeah, as well. And so... Um, so you're in Phoenix now. Uh, Kevin is normally in in uh, in uh, Malibu. I, I'm here in Vegas. Uh, our, our internet attorney, uh, the big dog Evan, uh, the, our big dog uh,
1: uh,
0: uh, uh, <laughs> is in. He's in Santa Monica as well and stuff like that. So we're keeping our distance. We're social distancing as well and and stuff. So I had a chance to uh, to go to your to your website and. And uh, I've been around for, for a while now and this thing's kind of kicking off and you've really done phenomenal with it. So the, the offerings that you have on that website and the things that you have uh, are really, really doing well. Tell us what's been going on in your, your neck of the woods.
2: Well, I had 12 conferences I was supposed to speak at cancel on me in the last three months, as you can imagine. I was so mm-hmm. excited. There are a couple of countries in Europe that I've never heard of that I wanted to go visit. And the day before Digital marketer shut down for coronavirus. We taught a full day workshop there. And that day, I wouldn't have known would be the start of three months of working from home because I thought, ah, this is just going to be like a temporary thing, right? And
0: we the, all next day,
2: the next day, Ryan made an announcement saying that he was going to make all the courses on digital marketer free. And I thought, that's a really kind thing to do, like Kev just mentioned. So we're going to do the same thing as well. And in the next couple of weeks, we had two thousand people register for our training which surprised me and since then we've been doing these weekly webinars and providing our training and helping as you know john like a bunch of young adults and not so young adults be able to start their agency and helping local businesses so this is such a weird situation because there's so many local businesses that are struggling not just the restaurants better the most visible, but all the other service businesses, people don't want to go to the hospital or get their nails done or have, they don't want to see their attorney. They don't want to talk to, you know, they don't want to buy real estate as much. And so we want to help these businesses. And we see that as the demand side. So we have tens of thousands of businesses that have come to us asking for help. And then we have thousands of these people that want to start their agencies because they're at home. They want to learn a new job. They're not allowed to go to work right now. And we're in a really cool place because we're able to bring both of those sides together. So, you know, with Kev being like the internet traffic king, I feel like I'm the, the online job king, you know, creating jobs for people. Yeah, and you this you
0: is just some, you've got some great programs and, and uh, um, you know, go to, go to blitzmetrics.com and you'll see some of those programmings. Uh, I'm here on the campus of UNLV here at Las Vegas. And so I deal with, students on a daily basis i loved what you're doing with students as well and as a workforce and as a training opportunity for the youngsters out there get them get them started young
2: yeah and these local businesses they don't know the basics when it comes to social media claiming their google listing that there's so many things they're not doing right that to young adults is super obvious and even folks that are not so young so if we think like john and kev your favorite restaurants like your buddy in new jersey kev right is he saying for example what what percent of of businesses are for example saying that they're open right telling everybody hey we're still open limited service or you can order it and we'll deliver it to the curb or we'll still see certain patients or we'll do it by phone like what percent of businesses are doing that i
1: I think i think in his case and i can confirm it he probably individually called each and every one of his regular customers and told them hey we're open for takeout but uh it's you're right and and now these businesses are forced to evolve. Yeah, but you hit the nail on the head. They don't know how.
2: Yeah, so they they first have to be able to tell everyone they're open. Right. Two, if they they have to say that they're open every day. Every day they need to tell people they're open. You can't just tell people you're open three months ago and, ho- and hope that people are going to see it.
1: Well, I, I can tell you, there's even in Malibu, you know, I order from Bastros and I order from some of these finer restaurants, which obviously yeah. it's not the same ordering. But right. I only order from them because I get their menus. I get an email saying, "Hey, we're yeah. open." and here's, you know, here's the special we're doing today.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: beside that, you're absolutely right because there is so much uncertainty and with a third mobile yeah. shut down, you don't know who's open and who's not open. It's,
2: it's yeah. Different. And then you do a search here on Google on your phone and you look them up and you see a little warning. You see a little orange warning under it in the, the three-pack where it says, warning, this business might not be open right? You know, because of coronavirus and whatnot. And then you're like, hmm, I don't know if I should go there. I don't know if I can call them. So then you call them, you ask them if they're open. But did you know businesses can go into their listing and merely update their hours so that warning oh, okay. doesn't show up?
0: Yeah. We know that. But businesses don't...
2: are Maybe what, 3%, 2% of businesses are updating their hours to show that they actually are open or not. Think about how much business those people are losing by not doing something as simple as that.
0: Yeah, I see it all the time. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and the, the thing about it is if is if you drive all the way over there and then they're not open, you've lost that customer, you know, forever. They'll they'll never come back because something that simple and something that that quick, that, that yeah, is good information. And I think the other thing is that you know if you are going to contact your client base, uh, just just don't call them to say, hey, do you want to buy something? Call yeah. them with some information, something that that yeah. that makes you stand out a little bit. Hey, just wanted to let you know that that this or let let that or let you know this is going on. And uh, um, uh, we've got, you know, whatever. So you give them a little bit of value then and uh, they'll remember that, you know, that law of reciprocity.
1: There's got to be value right now, John, you know, look, look at the position of the gyms. And I've Mm -hmm. seen a couple of gyms pivot. There's a, a spinning class in Sherman Oaks, California, that I was a member of years and years ago. And what they do when COVID hit, they send an email out and said, rent our bikes for $250. And the first That's couple smart. hours, every bike was gone. They maintain the membership base and they do mm-hmm. online classes. Brilliant. Right now, how yeah. does class class pass adjust? <clears throat> adjust as well? Class pass mm-hmm. is the service that you pay a membership fee and you can do all these different gyms, right? Today, Dennis, you can go to this class tomorrow. They're also not really operating right now. So what did they do? They turned everything online, said it's 100% free. And all we're asking you to do is maybe make a donation to your instructor so they can get through this time. So they're keeping their membership, they're keeping people active, they're keeping their community. You know, it's and it's a tough thing to do. The wrong thing to do is what the other gyms are doing. Charging you and you can't go. You know, I've got a 24-year-old that says, dad, I'm getting charged for meditation and this and this and that. And I'm like, "Natalie, just cancel them. I can't, I'm on a contract. I'm like, yeah, but they can't provide you service. That's not fair. And if they tried and they said, you know what, Dennis, we have meditation. It's online. I know it's different. We're in a different time. But please support us. We're a small business. Okay, I I, I can respect that. But just to sit there and charge people, that's that's not going to work very well. I do think we're going to see a lot of lawsuits uh, coming up. It's too bad we don't have Ben and Kelly on to talk about it in regards to these memberships. You know, the 24 hours somebody for something you can't you don't have you can't deliver i know ticket yeah. money is being sued right now major league baseball is being sued mm-hmm. i mean you know i get they want to hang on to their money but it's yeah. not a very fair thing to do to people you know what i mean
2: um look, look at the universities like john what what's you gonna do how many students are gonna come back in the fall
0: you know, many of those students, uh, were, first of all, they're not going to be allowed to come back until the fall. And they're so used to online right now. They're already talking about st- seeing as up to fifty percent of the students that are not going to come back because they've gotten used to this and stuff. But I think we're going to see that at universities all around, all around, if you will. And uh, I think there's going to be a major shift in the university field around. Like I'm, I'm here in in our studio here. We have a radio station here as well. So most of the time I'm I'm here, it's myself, our program director, and one DJ in the entire building. And mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's safe for me to be here. But yeah, uh, I mean
1: the education system's flawed, but that's a totally different topic. But I do think that there is gonna be a major shift. And then you come into the the um the the discussion, um, what's an online education versus in offline education in regards to tuition, you know, I have have a six year old in a a private prestigious school in California. I won't mention the school. Uh, It's a very, very high tuition, you know, more than some people make in a year. And I'm only saying that if you don't have to, if you, if you're not going to campus, you don't have the coaches, you don't have the history, you don't have everything with that school. It's great. They have great zoom learning and the teachers are wonderful and the staff is wonderful. But do I really wanna invest that type of money in an education that's happening online? I mean, that's where you're really gonna to have to you know, make those decisions, you know? And I think that's happening a lot, you know? And, and uh, you know, it's when we see World 2.0, it's gonna change dramatically, you know? Uh, Dennis, also-
0: let's, let's go down. Uh-
1: John, let me just finish this thought, sorry. Sorry, Kevin. As I'm thinking, you know, like entrance into college, if everything goes online, you know, mm-hmm. I- Want to go to Harvard and say, Hey Dennis, you know, you're academically you're a lot more intelligent than me. You know, go fill out my app, you know, fill out my app and take my SAT. And th- there's gonna be a lot of that going on too. That you yep, you know, it's gonna be really interesting. So a
0: little more varsity blues yeah, got,
1: going on. Setting there. The tone, so when my new background's my Harvard diploma behind me, you know, being I'm an eighth, eighth grade dropout, I want to have the Harvard diploma to show you that, you know, me and a couple of help from a couple of my friends, I got it, right? <laughs> well,
0: Dennis, what I was gonna say was let, let's Let's go through the different tabs on your website and explain to the different services that you offer.
2: So imagine Uber for marketing. Or (laughs) if you've taken, do you you remember college economics and you learned supply and demand? Yep. Uh So if you think about Uber, there are drivers and there are riders. And when we think about digital marketing, there are the people that are providing the service and there are people that are buying the service. So there's local businesses that need help chiropractors, plumbers, garage door people, mortgage brokers, and there are people providing the services to drive those leads. We are helping both sides and we're so fortunate that we've created courses together with Facebook and with Google and GoDaddy and digital marketer and social media examiner and all these other guys to be able to train at both sides. The cool thing is that when we put out all that free training, let's say for the local business and saying, Hey, With coronavirus, this is what you need to do to survive. Or if you have a gym, here's how you not lose your memberships by doing the things that Kev mentioned, right? We provide that training there and it's step by step. And we actually have them as 48 different books like this. Oh, wow. And they can go to the online courses. We have a lot of that inside Lightspeed and Learn Dash. You know, Brad's just down the street at Lightspeed and they can go through these courses and implement it themselves. But guess what happens when a small business owner, like a chiropractor, tries to go through how to set up Google Tag Manager and remarketing pixels that fire based on certain events and triggers? How likely at a certain point they're like, what happens, right? (laughs) And then they find out that, you know, we have these kids that are from the University of Louisville or from UCLA or from Hofstra or from 12 other universities that we work with that are certified and doing that particular checklist, that particular course that, that they're going through, someone else has gone through it over and over and over again. And you only have to pay them $200 to do that. And it might take you, even if you're an internet traffic king, it might take you a whole day to be able to set that whole thing up because things change all the time inside Facebook and Google Analytics and all that. It'll take you a whole day to go through the training. Then it'll maybe take you four or five hours to implement the whole thing. And then you might not have done it right. And then you have to troubleshoot what's going on because the pixel's not firing properly or what have you. The conversions aren't firing. Or you could just pay someone a couple hundred dollars to get that done. And meanwhile, you're helping the local economy out. You're creating a job for someone else and they're making more money than they would working at Chili's. You know, Chili's, you're going to make what, 10 or 12 bucks an hour. And this works out to 25 or 30 bucks an hour. So it's a win for everybody. We're building supply and demand. And the good news is we've got a lot of universities and a lot of folks who are training up these providers. Like we have onlinejobs.ph. They have a million Filipinos. Oh, wow. The largest one. John Jonas is a good buddy of mine, full disclosure. (laughs) We have agency owners that are from Vendasta. And there's several thousand that have come through that training We have people in Digital Marketers, Social Media Examiner, thousands of these folks that are coming in and earning their certification. Maybe instead of watching Netflix, they're learning how to edit video. They're learning how to interact on Zoom. They're learning to build a course learning how to do WordPress, right? So they're learning how to do all these things to earn the certification. And then on the other side, you have the customers that want to buy. And the cool thing is we have both sides. So... We can bring them together. It's like I'm instead of like a dating website, sort of like marketing dating, if you will, for businesses, for local businesses mm-hmm. that need help. And we're it. It's a really cool position to be in because we are neither the supply nor the demand. We're just bringing it together.
1: Well, especially in this day and age when so many so many people are out of work, right? Record record number of unemployment yeah. unemployment to be able to say you know we we do quite a bit of education advertising, right for. Canada and also for the U.S. Mm-hmm. and most of those degrees yeah. over you know, three years, three years, four years, and then you may get a job, right? Maybe you. It sounds like it's a quick path to let me put my head down, let me focus, let me get certified, and now yeah. I have a service I can I can I have value that I can offer. Yeah. Uh, so that that that's amazing, and you have both ends of it, so that's that's great.
2: And you like guys know better than anybody.
1: Bobby, Bobby, you know, next episode, because he's going to be certified in something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: certified crazy. Between <laughs> us three, we have 60 something years of digital marketing experience, right? Absolutely. And we've seen everything come and go. Now, imagine if other people could shortcut the experience that we have. And in a matter of a few weeks, learn how to competently drive leads, how to set up paper or call tracking, how to set up Google ads, how to show up in local search results, right? And we can teach them how to do that in a few weeks. And they can confidently offer that to local businesses without ever needing to sell because we're giving them the local business clients. We're giving them the chiropractors and real estate agents and whatever because we have, we already have all those associations because they've come to us. And instead of me speaking, now they want to do Zooms and things like this. So we can give these people the certification. And more importantly, we can give them the job too. So imagine if colleges said, you know, you can earn this degree and it's super expensive and what have you, but if you get this degree or this certification, I'm guaranteeing you jobs.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have the ultimate placement assistance program. That's, yeah, that's that's yeah. amazing. But yeah. I've been looking at Bandesta a couple of years ago. They weren't where I needed them to be as far as an agency to work with, but really, really good concept.
2: Well, look where it is now. I've yeah. been following, I'm, I remember meeting George and Brendan and the other folks before they started vendasta oh, wow. and in the last three years it's incredible what i'm not being paid to say this i oh, wow. actually i believe in what they're doing i've lost several million dollars in the last 10 years doing this i intend to lose a few million dollars more doing this because i believe it's the right thing i'm not doing it for the money Got it. well, well and that's that's
0: that's the proof is in the pudding and that passion is there and and for me um you know, I don't have time to learn all that stuff because my—I'm a producer, I'm a director, and uh, so I don't have the time to do all these things that I know I need to do for our television network. And so, to hire somebody, particularly at at those those prices, is a great investment for a business owner like me to yeah. make. And uh, because th- the fact of the matter is, is I know that it's going to work. And mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, you know, the longer I don't bring these group of experts in to do this stuff, Kevin, that's just money out the window for
1: me. Well, that, mm-hmm. That's one of the challenges, right? It's like, you know, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't try and trim my own landscaping, right? I hire an expert. Right. exactly. Even my pool, I, even though I'm like, man, I pay $115 a month for a lap pool, you know, and I'm like, I'll learn it. But I'm like, no, I won't. I'll just let the guys that do it, do it. Right. Uh, a lot of people do, they, they, they do shortcuts and then they think, and, what what's most mind-boggling to me, Dennis, is some of these guys are spending big money on Google, right? When I say mm-hmm. big money, they're spending a thousand a day, two thousand a day, five thousand a day campaign.
2: Yeah. And it's optimized.
1: And I'm going, do you realize I can save you a thousand dollars a day
2: mm-hmm. and
1: just by optimizing that? Yep. Like you're still you're investing in your business anyway, you're just doing it in the wrong way. It's just it's it's insanity.
2: Um <clears throat> But you're you right, people, because <laughs> they'll say, "My goodness, like it's a thousand dollars an hour, you know, whatever you charge, Kevin." And we'll say, "You know, it's really expensive. Hire an amateur."
1: Well, you know, <laughs> that, that, yeah, right. You're right, and that's why I think a lot of like the uh, the, the people that do energy audits and things like that—they brilliant the way they do it because they yeah. charge a percentage of what they save you. You know, which I thought about for at times, you know, when I had certain you know hard-nosed mm-hmm. clients on the phone that are like, I'm not gonna pay this, I don't want to invest. I so it's gonna be like, okay, how about if I save you and I charge you 25? Why would you charge me 25% of what you save me? Well,
0: yeah, a thousand
1: know, an hour mm-hmm. and you don't think I'm gonna save you, and I'm putting my money where my mouth is and being purely performance-based, how about it, you know? So sure. yeah. well,
0: we're gonna we're gonna hold you over for just a couple of minutes, Dennis, and we'll have some closing thoughts here here in just a second. So uh Hey, Kevin, kind of going back to what we're talking about and stuff like that. Your old family's been home for two months now and stuff
1: like yeah. that. And we actually started quarantine pretty much before everybody else did. Um, you know, when, when it first out, when it first broke out, just because I have a six year old that goes back and forth to two homes. So just to be really safe, we started very early.
0: Yeah. So how is the little click doing anyway?
1: <laughs> uh, the 14 month old uh, Dylan. Yeah. Now, now, now named little click uh he's doing great he had a fight with a 80 pound desk two weeks ago that was kind of interesting so he uh he ran ahead of me and grabbed this really large desk and pulled it down and it landed smack on his leg so um i thought oh shit! now, now we have now we have a challenge um you know screamed for about 15 minutes uh the next morning he got up and he couldn't walk so as i every time i put him down he would just drop to the floor you know put him down to walk, drop. And I'm like, Oh boy, there's something's going on. So now, you know, with COVID going on, I called the, uh, a, a doctor in Santa Monica. And he said, okay, you know, uh, let, let's bring him in. Let's look, you know, you probably have a fracture. Um, no fracture, no damage. He was walking, you know, within two hours. So, you know, of, of me bringing him in. So he's, he's doing great. He's a, he's a tough kid. So oh, I got man. three.
0: That's great. I mean, we, we all, we often say that, Hey, we have the experts uh, in the industry on this particular show, but we, we, and, and we, we put these experts up so high on a pedestal. We forget to realize that, that all of us are are real people with real lives and real challenges and stuff. And, and uh, we got to take some time uh, for ourselves and, uh, and have some, have some, some fun. So um, Dennis, um, uh, tell us, tell us, tell us what we we should know, and tell us what we need to know in closing. Here,
2: if you can afford to invest in your business and get ahead and grab market share, now is a crazy time. Like Kev was saying about the traffic costs, like we see on Facebook and Google, we haven't seen since 2012. It's like going into your favorite store and everything is 70 to 80 percent off. Right, no All inflation. Under, however when you buy it you can't pick it up for 90 days so you've got to add value you've got to teach them you got to build relationships so that as things start to open back up they remember you and they're going to buy from you versus from that other Rolex dealer that's the main thing that people need to know if you're a business owner even though there's a crisis going on this is the best time actually to grow your business and to be an entrepreneur. And you look at any other, now we never had anything like this before, but if you look at these cycles of ups and downs, when there was a, a big down, that was when the greatest surge of innovation and in entrepreneurship ever happened.
1: Yeah, I actually saw that, uh, you know, Apple was formed during, during a recession. All, mm-hmm. Many major companies were always formed yeah. when, when, when there was a down in the market. I agree.
2: Yeah. Cause that's when you get the talent. That's when we can train people. That's when attention is easy to buy. That's when you can put together networks like we're doing now, right? That we have so many good people that we've been able to hire. I think we hired four people last week and I would never be able to hire people like that in an up economy. Not to say that I want bad things to happen in the economy, but it's an employer's market if you can hire people, right? Think about how many good people. They're good people. It's not their fault. They got let go in the kind of business that they're in They just, you know, one of my friends that they do event consulting for concerts and things, festivals. And obviously that whole thing's shut down. Right. So Mm -hmm. we can hire her, right? It's easy to hire these people. Mm -hmm. And you're doing good things in the community. So it's not like you're taking advantage of a crisis, right? We're not trying to sell marked up N95 masks. We're doing a good thing.
0: Awesome, man. uh, Dennis it was really great to have you on the show um, yeah, thank you, um, you know, great knowledge great opportunity great things that you're doing for people and uh, I love uh, your audio is great your lighting is great and uh, and you're great when you're on stage as well so I hope, hope we have a chance to see you out there uh, in the trenches here in the
1: Dennis, near future Dennis let's talk about how to get in contact with you um, Yes. yes go right ahead
2: Google me (laughs) or connect with me on LinkedIn or send me an email, Dennis at blitzmetrics.com. But whatever you do, don't make a friend request on Facebook because the limits 5,000. And I've been at that limit for 12 years, but I'm happy to help. I would love to hear how you guys are doing, you know, just like Kev giving out his time to help other people. Your time's limited. My time's limited, but I love to help people. And I always reply. It might take me a couple of days, but I always reply. Great. Thank you so
1: much.
0: Man. Thanks again for being with us. We're going to have you back Thank on you guys. and kind of kind of see what we can do about uh, getting through this. Kevin, closing thoughts, man.
1: Uh, you know, closing thoughts from a, <clears throat> from a personal standpoint, you know, one of the things that's overlooked right now with COVID is mental health and you're seeing, you know, yeah. certain celebrities are finally coming out now and they're talking about mm-hmm. it and I've got severe anxiety and this different things. Yeah. And one thing I've done is, you know, be there, even though we're so busy, be there. So I'll reach out to people that I haven't spoken to in years, just, Hey, Dennis, how are you doing? You know, well, yeah. a while. tell me, you know, and try and add some, something, just be present in their life, you know, because that that's one of the very unfortunate uh, things that's going to happen as a result of COVID is the depression, you know, and, and suicide rate going up and all these things. So just to be there sometimes, and that's all it takes, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I've had a few people in my life that, that I've known closely uh, commit suicide, and it's it's a very selfish act, in my opinion. But also, it leaves you thinking, "Well, shit, you know, I should have reached out a little bit more." You know, it it, it you you now carry that guilt. Yeah. So you know, if, if if it was a small disargument from years ago, squash it, get back on the phone. I mean, it, it it's it's better to To be able to communicate with somebody, and and you never know when that time of need is. You know, I I had phone calls where I said, "You don't know how how, how impactful this is right now that I needed that call." Um, yeah. yeah, you know, and that you can do remotely. You can do a Zoom yeah. call, a call. You know, and obviously family members too—parents, grandparents. I mean, it's it's very important to uh, to to stay connected. You know, we we yeah. stay connected before. We 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 never really focus on the physical connection because we're always like oh yeah I can text or whatever. Now that's pretty much all you can do. So really focus on that and focus on ways you can improve that communication. I think that's really key to us Amen. moving into
0: world well, 2.0. That's that is awesome. Uh, normally Bennett Kelly, the big dog, is with us. Uh, he is got some big cases that he's gonna kind of wrap up and finish up here. He'll uh, he'll be on the next show with us. You can reach him at internet. Uh, lawcenter.net uh, to reach out and touch base with him and he'll get back to you just like Dennis will. So we want to thank all of you that joined us as well. Remember, we um, were a non-ad supported show, so you can show your your love for all of us by uh, by uh, uh, going uh, to our different websites and going to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, go to our, our website, internettraffickings.com. Our YouTube site, uh and our Facebook site and reach out with us, stay with us and stuff and uh, go back and visit our shows. Cause we got great guests on there. Uh, we are broadcasting from the campus of UNLV here in Las Vegas. I'm the big faboo, John Fondy. It's been a great time seeing everybody. And we'll see you next time on internet traffic. Kings.